Happy day, everybody. You got Neil Smith here with the Secrets of Building a Successful Business podcast. James is out again, but let's get started. Um, I'm actually really excited to talk about our, I guess, our topic. Does that make sense? It kind of sounds nerdy. Um, no, it's, I, I guess I have a bunch of thoughts in my head. I want to get out before I forget them. And I'm going to try to put this all together and, and make it sound not sound good, but make it make sense. Let's talk about that. I just started reading the the book, Good to Great. And the author talked about a, a principle that kind of struck me as like one of those, oh yeah, that's right. That makes a lot of sense. I really want to talk about that. Um, so I started thinking on it. And this was, this was yesterday morning that I started thinking on this topic. And it actually reminded me of the things that I started doing as a kid. And I remember when I was about 15, maybe, yeah, about 15 years old, you know, I would go to school, I would do chores around that, the house, around the neighborhood every now and then to save up money so that during lunchtime I could go get uh, like some candy or something above and beyond like the lunch that I would have. Cause I just, I had a sweet tooth. It was a real issue, um, <laughs> a real issue. I remember one time going to the store and I could have bought like some real lunch. Uh, my friends in high school, we walked to the store, but instead I went and bought a bunch of Skittles I probably like like 10 or 12 bags of Skittles and then like two six packs of root beer. And that was going to be my lunch. And essentially it was my lunch and it did nightmares on my teeth. Oh, it ruined my teeth. Oh, it was such a, don't do that guys. Don't have just candy and sugar for lunch. Um, <laughs> it's not a good idea. But I remember one day thinking, you know, there's something more in life that I want than candy for lunch. And that was a guitar. I didn't know how to play the guitar, but I thought I really want to learn how to play the guitar. So instead of spending the money on candy, I started putting money slowly, like squirreling it away so I could buy a guitar. And about, I want to say about eight months later, I went and I bought my first guitar. You know, I spent, I got a good deal on a, on a, on a starter guitar. I spent maybe like $350 and I was really proud of this guitar. I was really, really proud. And I bought it. All right. Now learning how to play it was a next was a problem. I didn't even try to didn't even try to contemplate, but we're not going to get there yet. I bought this guitar because I stopped spending money on candy. And the, the principle that good to great talked about was in order to really become revolutionary isn't by finding some new tip or trick or some revolutionary process. It's actually by creating a stop doing list because it's easier to go from good to great by stop doing like by stopping bad things or bad habits or not necessarily bad, but just things that really aren't useful by stopping those habits or those behaviors just by yeah, just by stopping them, you can then start recovering, building new ones. Um, I guess Haitian Creole. I think I've talked about how I, I lived in Haiti. I love love Haiti and all that stuff. They actually have a phrase in Haitian Creole that goes "tikal patikal zoazo finish," which means "little by little, a bird makes its nest." And funny enough, by stopping your your these things are maybe like hindering your progression whether it's in business or in life at that matter, um, you actually can start building something new. You can actually start putting your attention 
other places. I think we talked about you know, the Chet Holmes and the, the greatest or the, the ultimate sales machine. He, he actually talks about this principle in a different way when he mentions the whole fact that he noticed his day was getting filled up with all these little God a minute meetings, these things that would ultimately only should only take two or three minutes, but take 10 minutes out of your day each time because they stop you from what you're doing. You put your attention on a new, a new project for just a few minutes and try to create that solution. And then you have to like recalibrate yourself to get back on what you were doing to find out, okay, where was I? And so he said, the one thing I had to stop doing was these God a minute music, God a minute meetings. He had to stop doing those things. And just in my case, to get that guitar, I had to stop spending money on candy. And the consequence was I was able to immediately just save money. I didn't have to do anything extra, but I was actually saving money at this point so I could buy a guitar. In Chet Holmes' case, stopping those God a minute meetings, he also had significantly more time in the day so that he didn't have to work 12 or 15 hour days. And I think a lot of us have habits that will like stop us from actually building that nest, like in, in the Haitian Creole proverb, you know, little by little, you actually get to going there. Because I think back to the main topic of creating like that revolutionary change, the, the, it continues, the book continues to say like those revolutionary leaps um, and results are never caused by the revolutionary process. Funny enough, it's, it's actually, you get those revolutionary results by an evolutionary process. Evolutionary meaning more of like the natural consequence of not doing or doing something. That natural consequence. I mean, we've all had lots of examples in our lives. I think the greatest example I ever saw in my life was I had a good friend of mine. Uh, one of my, one of my best friends of all time uh, came from a background where he had a lot of friends that were, you know, a lot of druggies, you know, that was just their way of life. That's how they grew up. And he graduated high, uh, pseudo graduated like a fake high school in his stories. It was a high school that went out of business because it was a private school. Um, and oh, the story, if you ever hear him tell, it's just hilarious. a funny story, but you know, they didn't really pay attention to learning or their studies. And he wanted to get into college. So he went to a college where he just had to like take a test to pass his GED. And he did that. And then he got into college. Meanwhile, a lot of his friends started like kept the, the habits and behaviors they did. And one day I went over to his house and we were hanging out. And he's like, Neil, can you help me write a paper? And I was like, what do you mean? Like help you write a paper? He's like, well, I've actually never written a paper before. And when he says a paper, he means he's never, I guess, written a report that you would normally do in junior high or absolutely in high school. He's like, I've never done that before. I mean, I've had them, but because of my, my high school was so weird, I was able to just talk my way out of it. He used his charisma to find like his solutions. And I was like, sure, man, what do you want to help with? He's like, well, what if tonight I just write something down? I have, I have a report due for my college class in like three days. What if I just wrote something down and then I gave it to you and you could edit it for me? And then you could talk to me about it because I think that would be the most helpful. And I was like, you know, what? absolutely, my friend. So he did that and he gave me the paper the next day. And I remember reading it and I was, I didn't want to make fun of him, but it was really bad. 
Like my, my goal wasn't to hurt his feelings. My goal was like, dude, thank you for like trying to do something new. But it was written at a very, I would say like a fourth or fifth grade writing level. It was very, very simple. And there was a lot of grammatical errors, a lot of spelling errors, uh, just everything with it was wrong. And so we started working, you know, we started working on how he can start writing papers and how he can formulate thoughts appropriately, not necessarily appropriately, but effectively on paper so that people could understand what he was trying to convey. And funny enough, what essentially happens, he stopped relying on his, his charisma to get him through without having to do work. And he was like, all right, you know, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm actually going to start doing the work. Ultimately, within a matter of four or five years, he applied to an Ivy League law school and got in. He took the LSAT and he he's crushing it as a lawyer right now, funny enough. He is king of writing. He is the absolute best at writing. At last, in fact, last night I was talking to him about like legal documents, how to help help people when, they, when they're when they putting together different legal documents. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, well, here's this. And he started pulling up all these other things. Like he doesn't just write. He can actually write and understand legalese now, which is a whole different level of understanding when it comes to the written language and things like that. So I was like, man, he, you are so amazing at this stuff that I'm now going to him for help and advice on all sorts of things. And he goes, yeah, just stop doing some things and you'll naturally have other things that start filling that spot. I guess easy, easy ways of looking at this that you could stop doing would be like, hey, uh, do you procrastinate? You know, how much time do you spend time or how much time do you spend on on social medias? Are there are there other habits that you might have that are just kind of pushing you off? You know, just here and there, I noticed in my life, there was a few social medias that I would just check for like two or three minutes every now and then. But at the end of the day, it took up an entire hour of my time. You know, at least an hour, funny enough. And I noticed when I started stopping, I was like, hey, I don't want to look at that anymore. Or like use those social medias anymore. That that time would start being, being filled with other things like the phone calls that I needed to make. Um or just like the simple outreaches of seeing how other people are doing. It was, it was actually really funny. Um, back to stopping doing things. I think Chet Holmes says it best when he says, like, we're trying to say that stopping doing things will help you make a revolutionary change in your business, in your success, in your ability. Chet Holmes says, mastering your business isn't about doing 12,000 new things to be successful. It's about doing four things 12,000 times. And if I can bring that back full circle for us, those four things would be like the evolutionary process. You got good at those, those handful of things that will really make you stand out. I think the, the, the best example I have on a personal scale of building a talent in order to be successful was after I bought that guitar, I remember trying to play it. And if anyone has ever tried to learn a new instrument, especially like the guitar, the strings after like trying to push down on those strings for a couple hours, they hurt your fingers and they make your fingers really, really sore. So much so that you can't play the next day. 
or the following day, you have to build cal like you have to come back after your fingers are not hurting anymore and do it again. And you have to build these calluses on your fingers so that they end up not hurting in the future when you can play. So you could play for hours on end. Well, super long story short, I stopped playing or even trying to play the guitar because it hurt my fingers so much. And I let my, my small habits get in the way again of learning a new instrument. I left uh, the guitar and I came back to it about two years later. And I was like, you know what? I actually really want to learn this. And I made a rule for myself. I'm just not going to watch TV. And when I want to watch TV, instead, I'm going to pick up the guitar and I'll, I'll try learning it. I'll try doing something with it. And eventually what happened is I started getting good at the guitar. I actually started doing concerts, uh, big venues, small venues. I started doing weddings. You know, I would, I would actually perform. I started putting, bringing people together and we would do jam sessions and we would just go on stage and cut loose and have a lot of fun. And it totally changed my life learning this. And ultimately it was because I stopped eating candy and I stopped watching TV. Now I'm not saying that you need to stop eating candy or stop watching TV. These were things in my life that were holding me back from the evolution, the next steps, the things that I could do. What I would like you to do now is ask yourself, what are things in your business that you are doing that you need to stop doing so that you have time to do better things? Are you, are you taking too many phone calls? Do you, are you taking the God a minute meetings? Do you like those? Are you, are you allowing too many interruptions? Just whatever it is. Write down some things that you could stop doing and start thinking about the consequence of, the, of, stop, of stopping those habits. What could actually happen? When you do, I man, you will get so much done, you guys. You'll get so much done. I really believe in that. Like Just as my friend went from not being able to write a paper to becoming top-tier lawyer, you... That change happens in business. Funny enough, that's what good to great talks about. It's the, it's the businesses that were like, all right, they're good. And they just dominated over a 15 year period. And I'm sure I'll talk to you more about that book in the future as I'm, as I'm diving into it right now. But that's my message for today. I hope that made sense. I hope I conveyed my, my ideas well enough. If not, let me know your questions. You know, you guys all know I love those. Anywho, have a great day. It's Friday for me. If it's Friday for you, Godspeed. Guys, have a good weekend. Enjoy it so that Monday when you're coming back to work, you can hit it just as hard.